let's save for the pie. Honestly, just ask me like that. Let me ask me like that on the pie so I can give you a natural reaction because I can't even talk about it because it was just that that much. Ready? Born ready. I'm just a soul whose intentions are good. Oh, Lord, please don't let me be misunderstood. Wow, this is so amazing. This is so amazing. Truly, truly amazing. Welcome back to the Cool and Conscious podcast, um, hosted by none other than me, Questions with Cree on social media. Make sure you follow the page at Cool and Conscious, cool with a Q, okay? And make sure you follow the Black-owned, Black-run company that is the reason for it all, um, Just Eldridge Media. Yep. Um, before we even get started, I'm going to go ahead and let y'all know how I feel. <laughs> I feel, um, I, say, I feel, I feel, I feel cool. I feel cool. I do feel cool. Um, and I don't really know why I feel so cool, but I just do. Um, I feel like this past weekend was CultureCon. Shout out to CultureCon. Right, that is a black, another black-owned, black-run company that created a platform for black creatives to be creative. And that was this weekend? That was this past weekend. Yeah, they never reached back. We put in the application. We're going to try to pod out there. Really? Yeah. No, it was... They shit it on us. I think... Being that this was their first time in Atlanta, <laughs> I do not necessarily think they were trying to take risk. I'm not saying, listen, listen, I'm not saying that um, just LGBT media is a risk. I'm saying that they are new to Atlanta and they're based out of New York. No, no, no. I'm talking about even before them, like they put out this all call, all creators in Atlanta. We coming down. We want to work with the creators. Da, 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 da. Mm. And we didn't get no reach back. So I didn't even know it came to town. I didn't even see nothing on the feed. I will say they were heavily involved with like Atlanta-based businesses. But as far as like Atlanta-based creatives, I wouldn't. So you say, like, how was the event when you say Atlanta-based businesses? Like They had a lot of black-owned businesses from Atlanta. Like Slutty Vegan was there. No, no, no. Slutty Vegan wasn't there. See... You can't no. do a culture con without slutty vegan. But you can there. though, because I'm tired of seeing slutty vegan. I'm just saying there's no they're, shade to slutty vegan, but they're staple they're, in Atlanta. They're a staple in Atlanta, and they just opened up the Brooklyn location, and that's perfectly fine. They are a staple in Atlanta, so being that they're a staple in Atlanta, you're gonna know about slutty vegan. I feel like culture con is a way to put people on, meaning they have created this platform, so they don't need the slutty vegans that already have a name. They don't need the God is dopes that already have a name. They don't need these companies that already <laughs> have a following, have a name, are making millions of dollars. They want that little mom and pop shop to come and get some shine. Okay. To come well, well, sh- and- shout out some of those companies. Who, who were those? Honestly, I um, shop from Black Forever. 
Um, and that's actually who I have on right now. Oh, okay. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> you gotta take a picture of this so you can post it. Because, like, the outfit was fly. Y'all, yes. today she came in like and a cool I kid. I have four. I came as a cool kid today, guys. Um, I have a four, four um, sweat shorts. <laughs> and you see, and you are Atlanta. So right. I think you can wear that. See, I feel so. like after Amaretta, <laughs> I cannot wear the. I can wear the shirt because I fuck with the brand. Right. Amaretta called out a the, lot of people. They don't feel comfortable saying, oh, I'm from Atlanta. Yeah. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Because um, I met this guy in Miami, and this is completely off topic, but it's still on topic. But he was like, oh, I'm from Atlanta. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and I, I put him on game, though. I put him on game because I, I just, I understood where he was coming from. He Because he asked me, he's like, where are you from? I'm from Atlanta. He was like, oh, I'm from Atlanta, too. And I was like, oh, what high school did you go to? And he looked at me and he said, honestly, I'm lying. I'm not from Atlanta, but I feel like I just wanted to. (laughs) He said, I just was trying to be cool and say I was from Atlanta. I said, he, it's just funny. Mind you, we in Miami. So he's like, well, what high school did you go to? I was like, I went to Grady. I said, but you probably shouldn't have said that you went to. (laughs) Shout out to Grady, hashtag Midtown High. And I told him, I said, you probably shouldn't say that you from Grady because Grady was like the center of Atlanta. So if you say you're from Grady, somebody's going to say, oh, hey, do you know this person? <laughs> so Dang. that's not the high school you want to say that you're from. I said, but just so you know, moving forward, if you're going to pretend like you're from Atlanta, know that you need to do your research on high schools because everybody from Atlanta is going to ask what high school you went to. <laughs> it's not Atlanta. Dang. It's not Atlanta. And I told him that. I was like, you know what? Make sure you know your high schools because everybody that's from Atlanta, even people that's not from Atlanta, is going to ask you, what high school did what you go to? School? Just to verify just to that verify you went you to went Atlanta. Atlanta. You from Atlanta. Because you say Riverdale. Right. They're going to be like, Atlanta. that's not Atlanta. <laughs> Dang. Dang. Anyway, uh, back to okay. Culture Con. It that's was. What's up. Where was it? It was over um, at Windsor Market. What is that? Winter Market. Um, it's over, you know, where like the circus and the um oh, the fair- Universal going yep. down it. Okay. So it's literally like two streets behind that. Um, Damn, I'm mad I did not know about it this weekend. No, honestly, you've probably been because to Because Sweet Auburn there. Festival festival was this weekend. There was so much stuff this weekend. Sweet Auburn's Fest, like the Women's Month thing with Mary J. Blige was this weekend. Shout out to my stepmom. She went. Her and Summer Walker. It was. I went to the concert, but I didn't know it was like a whole conference. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. And I'm <laughs> like, wow, I would have loved to like been a part of that and did like a questions with Cree or like we've been dope because I, I really wonder what Summer and Mary talked about because you know they have they're similar to me as far as the pain music the pain you know, yeah I agree no I definitely agree but the concert was child it was so amazing what Culture Con concert no Mary J. Blige concert oh you went to so the concert so after Culture Con oh. <laughs> after Culture Con was Mary J. Blige concert and I Ran into somebody that I knew at CultureCon that ended up... I actually ran into Amaretta's manager. It's crazy that you just played her. But I ran into Amaretta's manager, and I was like, look, I want to go to Mary J. Blige's concert. And he was like, all right, if I get a ticket, I'll let you know. He called me, because Amaretta performed. So he was like, I'm going to be there well, if Mary, I get a ticket. Well, Mary J? Yeah, everybody. City girls perform with Mary J, okay? 
Escape. I mean, not escape. Um, yeah, no, no, escape. Yeah, escape, yeah. Man, yeah. escape perform, Usher perform, Child Jermaine Dupree, the brat. Everybody was up at the Mary J. Blige concert, honey. Damn. But um, he ended up giving me a ticket. Shout out to JP, Justin Pride. I love you. Um, I had a great time. And just seeing Mary J. Mary J. Blige in person. I've never seen her in person. Um, let alone sing. Like Auntie was singing the hits. And I appreciate it. It was great. So I think that's really, I'm still riding off that cool high. Because that was really cool for me to see Mary J. Blige. <laughs> um, let me see. Let me see. What was I about to say? Dang, what was we talking about? Oh. Culture con. Culture con. Now, speaking of culture, I don't really know which one to talk about first. I know which one to talk about first. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. I don't know how to feel. Hey, man. So if you don't know, I'm going to let you know that Young Thug... <laughs> young Thug and Friends, um, they were arrested yesterday, um, brought on charges as long as since 2015. That's how long they've been watching him. Um, in 2015, I was a freshman in college. Um, this is... I was a freshman in college going into my sophomore year. So I was like 19. Um, Yeah. I, I just... Young Thug is scheduled to appear in court today in Georgia on gang-related charges. The rapper, whose real name is Jeffrey Lamar Williams, was one of 28 people named in an indictment in that state. He's charged with conspiracy to violate the state's RICO Act and participation in criminal street gang activity. The indictment also includes fellow rapper Gunna, whose real name is Sergio Giovanni Kitchens. 28 people. You know how long they got to be watching you for them to have convicted 28 people? Well, well arrested. Arrested. They're, they're innocent until proven guilty people. <laughs> but the fact that you arrested 28 people, mm-hmm. like you had 28 cars bring in 28 people. Off of a, I think they said a 10 year case. A 10 year case. case. Mm-hmm. They not doing that if they don't have <laughs> some solid as evidence I think that at the top like with Young Thug and Gunna I think they're going to be able to beat it but like no the, yeah of course the people because that's why they them. have those other 26 people under them so yeah. they can take the rep for it yeah. but it's still just like 28 people well, well let me ask you this because you are from Atlanta born and raised you've seen the city change have you noticed, and this is not with them per, uh, per se, but have you noticed a increase in violence, increase in gang activity, or has it kind of been the same for the past 10 years? And this is kind of. I feel like, well, not even, I feel like I got to stop saying that. I know that it's the, it's been the same. Mm. Because. 
being somebody that's from Pittsburgh, Atlanta, that's mm-hmm. that's how we grew up. Like that's it. If I go back to the the community center that I used to cheer at, I guarantee you, most of the people I used to cheer with, most of the little young boys that used to be around there on the swim team, they're dead. Mm. They're dead. <coughs> they're gone. They locked up. <laughs> Yeah. So it's just like so it's, not, it's not phasing me because I'm like it's been this way. Mm-hmm. But because now the area that the crime is being committed in has changed. Mm-hmm. Now everybody's concerned. Okay. Talk because back in the day, little John and Eastside boys used to be right off of uh Deal Avenue. Mm-hmm. Off of Metropolitan. Like <laughs> they um, used to hang out at the barbershop. Mm-hmm. So it's just like the same shit used to go on in our communities, but now because rappers and scammers and strippers are taking their money and going into other neighborhoods, mm. now everybody's like, oh, okay, crime is escalated. Crime is now crime is a thing. No, crime been a thing. But it's because it's now affecting you, now it's a thing. So it's not that I don't have sympathy or empathy for the people that are so afraid to live in Atlanta or so just taken back by all the crime. And I don't care because I've, I've been hip to it. Like that's something that I feel like, Oh, that's normal for me. (laughs) That's normal for me. Oh, racketeering. And they've been doing that. They didn't just start doing that. Like they've been doing that before they were rappers. They, but because now they're doing it in a zip code and a change of zip code, now it matters what they're doing. Um, I can see that. Yeah, Because like, no. they, they arrested him in Buckhead. Like, he was in Buckhead. Right, but yeah. if they've been doing this for the last 10 years, 10 years ago, Young Thug was off of Cleveland Avenue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what are we talking about here? Like, are we talking about the crime or are we talking about the person and their change of address and their elevation? Mm. Let's make it make sense because I don't think we're talking about the crime. I think we're talking about the fact that he's just doing it and is successful enough to have got more for himself. Mm-hmm. Like they said on social media, people hate to see black people live in luxury. So w- what about uh, the other aspect of the case where they are saying, you know, basically going to use kind of what he said against them, you know, his lyrics, his, you know, affiliations, you know, we just, hell, we just played a song. They had right. a whole song talking about taking it to trial and, how they gonna beat the case and all this? So where do you lie in between using lyrics for against you in court, or is it just art and it should just be able to you should be able to say what you want to say? I mean, I definitely think art is ultimately a representation of your reality. So like in even in France, like with all the other people and wherever Picasso was from and all like that is an interpretation of what they experienced or what they saw. So there's some truth to all art. Um, They just disguise it and call it art, (laughs) but it's really just the truth. But I feel like that's what comes with it. You know, Mm -hmm. like you, you walk that fine line of being an artist and a truth teller. Some days you might end up on the side of truth. Some days you might end up on the side of art. I feel like you, you dress a certain way, that's art. But the way you talk, the way you articulate, the tone, the inflections, that's truth. Mm, because okay. how you say Black Lives Matter 
matters. You get what I'm saying? Like the way a black person says black lives matter and the way a white person say black lives matter, it's a different truth. Right. So the way they say the way a white person raps young thugs lyrics and the way a black person raps young thugs lyrics, we speaking two different truths. We not speaking art. Like so, so then do you think like they should come for the other folks? Like the futures, the little babies, the TIs, the you know, the whole twenty one savage, you know, the whole Atlanta movement oh no they're not it's not a matter of should they come they're coming mm. i'm in a group message and they dropped a list of gangs that uh Fonnie willis is going after damn don't tell me 4pf everybody's on there everybody damn. on there every rapper you could ever imagine free band from atlanta every e- everything damn. every there's a list of about like 40 gangs in atlanta and, and you know I guess I get triggered because I hate hearing the word gang because mm-hmm. I'm always like, what really constitute as a gang? Because, I mean, the KKK was just in Georgia passing out flyers. Is right. That, are they a gang? Like, yeah. We can't never get them on no other chart, don't they? Right. Do? The only gangs that weren't on there were the KKK and APD. That was it. <laughs> so, 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 Fonnie Willis, a black, what is she? What's her position? Um, district attorney. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Fonnie Willis, a black district attorney who was elected in the city of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. She is coming at, she made a public statement warning all the gangs, we're coming after you. We're coming after you. We're hard on crime. We're coming after you. Even the mayor, we're hard on crime. We're coming after you. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody said shit about going after APD, which is a gang. And nobody says shit about going after the KKK, which is a gang. Nobody. Nobody. Yet these are the black people that we elected into positions of power. So Meanwhile, we had Paul Howard that was sitting there ready to send those cops right, to jail. Right, ready. So it's Damn. just like, you know what? Yeah. I just wanted to make sense because... Yeah. <clears throat> At this point, I feel like the energy is being extremely misplaced. Mm. And I'm not saying that the different gangs on Fonnie Willis's list do not deserve to be caught or do not deserve to be whatever the consequences they may face. But at the same time, if we're going to call all the gangs out, let's call them out. Because not once did I see APD on there. Not once did I see the KKK on there. Not once. And and, and I saw the list verbatim. I read the list in a group message. I saw the list. Everybody on the list, I saw. And it has not been made public, but I saw the list. And there's not nobody from the Atlanta Police Department, which is the biggest gang in 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 Atlanta and police across the United States, the biggest gang. What you're, what you're not going to tell me is that you have a whole RICO case against a bunch of gangs and no police officers are getting indicted with this as well because you can't have organized crime without paying some people off period you can't have organized crime for 10 years 10 years you're paying somebody like so where are those cops you know what i'm saying like where are they in the indictments because there's no way you operated 10 years under apd hell under some mayors and Thank then, you. And like I'm like off. ten years, so it's <laughs> not it's not even so much that we're prosecuting the gangs. It's that we are not prosecuting all of the gangs. So do not let me see a list that's just full of black gangs because there's Spanish gangs, there's white gangs, there's Jewish gangs, 
hell, Delta is a gang. If we want to be completely they, honest, they don't have any Asian, any Hispanic. <laughs> right. So no. See that's and, and that's the other and so that's what I'm just like because you're well, not getting this work. You're not. Getting what are these we drugs. really talking about? Mm. What are we really talking about here? Because I don't think we're talking about anything. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're just talking about the black people who have moved out of their their regular zip codes and gone to other zip codes to increase their um their influence mm-hmm. and you don't like that or you don't agree with that and i don't agree with that either i just wonder when gwinnett county gonna uh shut down some of them asian salons and what they've been doing it, it, that's not no, a, that's not a joke. they're not gonna do that because they make too much money off of it i mean they had a white boy shoot up a bunch of asian salons yeah and but they I, don't care i know y'all didn't think that was about coincidence like prostitution how is sex trafficking and sex crime so high in in our state and they always talk about it but Black games. There's only, never there's no it, other right. That's the focus. There's no other. Well, they're literally grabbing people off the street, putting them in cars, and taking them to be sex slaves. But you so worried about what the fuck, young thug? I mean, is doing. they have spas that are open that you can go to that traffic pay, women that you pay Asian women for sex, and that you can't tell me that's not organized. And if it's organized, that means there has to be some type of gang attached. And there should be some recall charges coming on that. So it's like, and I'm talking about Fulton County. I know it could go statewide, blah, blah, blah. But right. since we're talking Fulton County, I'm talking about right up here on Northside oh, Drive. Oh, yeah, know. Right off Piedmont. Like, yes. y'all, y'all know what salon we're talking about, but when they don't shut it down. But they're not <clears> because <throat> they lose too much from that. And I feel like the society we live in, people don't realize or don't even appreciate what black people do. And, and let me ask you this. I, I've been asking a couple of people this question too. Do you feel like um, the this is this is another reason why, especially for people who believe that marijuana should be a legal drug, is this another reason why it should be? Because reading the indictment papers, a lot of it was just we caught these rappers with a bunch of weed. You know what I'm saying? Like we raid their house, they have a bunch of weed. You can't tell if it's intended to distribute or not because you don't have the bags and stuff. But, you know, they're rappers. They're going to smoke weed. But if you was in California, you wouldn't have got caught for that. You would have been okay. If you was in New York, if you was, you know, if you were in any other state where it's legal, that does that part of the indictment doesn't come up. And then that takes away a lot of your pages. So is this like another reason why, you know, people should be out here pushing for legalization? Hmm. To an extent, but if they legalize weed, they can't criminalize you for being black. Mm, So it's still, it's still, it's still a part of the game. So it's just like, no, we we can't make weed legal because we know how much it influences y'all's culture. White people, they smoke weed, but they own some other drugs. You get what I'm saying? Like, I just really like a part of me wishes that like black people would get on code and you would have like a black sheriff or like a a, a black officer in like Alpharetta or these other cities and they no, do roadblocks like how they do roadblocks in these random black neighborhoods. Yeah, just just put a roadblock over there on Roswell or what's that like oh, Hammer yeah. Brick, whatever that road. It like put one up and just see. How many just see the casual white just folks see, you just catch? See the difference. Yeah. I'm but no, you they're not going to catch them. They're just going to overlook it. Because when white, when officers go to white neighborhoods, they go there to serve and protect. Mm. 
They don't want to chance any disruption in the flow of community. When officers come to black neighborhoods, they come here to disrupt. Yeah, That's their job. You go there, you lock people up, you disrupt. Like, that's it. Yeah. They don't come here to serve and protect because if they did, the black communities would be the, service, the safest place in the world <laughs> because yeah. they're always here. <laughs> right. Black communities would be the safest places in the world because that's where police are the most. They ain't never up in these white, white ass neighborhoods. They're never there because the white people don't want them there. So if the white people don't want the police there. Yeah. That should automatically tell you something like that police don't do their job. They don't serve and protect. They don't stop crime. They don't even fucking solve crime. Like, So let me be devil's advocate. What about the other side? What if, you know, it comes out that they are guilty for their crimes, like they've been behind some of these murders, behind some of the dopest stuff coming into the city and they can prove it. You know, do you feel like, do you still have sympathy there or do you feel like, well, good riddance, you're criminals, get them off the fucking streets? I feel like there's always going to be sympathy there. Mm. Sympathy cannot not be there when we're talking about a black person okay. because you never know if we're talking about the crime they did or the color of their skin. Mm. You never know. So I don't know if I'm here because I'm black or if I'm here because of the crime that I committed. <laughs> but at the same time, black people are always born into crime. Mm. They always are. We mm. just have to make that choice whether we going to fall along the live the life of crime or live the life of the straight and narrow and then i always wonder too with these type of indictments and type of like cases you know his baby mother got shot mm -hmm. right there on metro i saw that if, it's crazy i was outside when that happened damn you there i was doing it was a full damn. moon it was a full moon. I was sitting outside. I was doing my manifestations and I heard gunshots and it interrupted me while I was doing my manifestation. And I was like, oh, damn, I need to go outside because I was at my mom's house and she literally lives right behind the bowling alley. Like when I say right behind the bowling alley, so you can hear it. I heard it and I was like, oh, Lord, I don't know what that was. Sound like a gun. I'm going to go in the house. But if they was following him, you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, if you following me, you following my family, you're following my associates, does that not mean you knew who shot my baby mother and you let them get away? You know, like, I, like when you tell me you've been following me for 10 years, mm -hmm. that means you that see mean you know you everything. seeing me do shit. Right, you knew me before I had these kids. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you see me do shit. You you see crimes getting committed. Are you not stopping? Like, I, because just, it's not about the crime. It's about the color. It's, yeah, it's about the case. It's about, it's, it's about how we can make more money if we sit on this. Mm. Time builds equity. You know what? We could sit, we can make more money if we sit on this. If we sit on this and build case after case after case after case, yeah. After all these years, he's gonna make a certain amount of money. He might be able to bail himself out, but we could we could have a bigger bail and make more money after for dragging this out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For confiscating all the weed, confiscating everything, we could make more money. Why would we lock him up when he just getting started? Their mm -hmm. objective is not to stop it. Their objective is to end it completely. Their objective is to kill the legacy completely. Like it's not to it to just temporarily stop it because they could have easily put him in jail his first year of rapping, second year of rapping. Mm -hmm. Now he's building the fan. They want him to come back. They ready. No. 
We're going to wait till you as big as you could possibly be to make an example out of you and to hang you from mm. this tree that we call a uh, democracy. I mean, even Lil Wayne did some time. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. The brat. Right. Some time. Like, it, there have been some rappers that had to do some time just off of however the chips fell. But I just, is this, you're right, though. You're right. It's about building the case. Because I watched uh, Trap Queens the other night, and this lady was boosted. She was stealing out of stores. And the police ladies, was, the policeman was like, yeah, we knew when she was stealing. We built the case. We just let her keep stealing until she got to about a million something dollars. And then after that last lick, mm. she walks out the store. She says she goes to the McDonald's because her, her daughter was with her every time she was doing these licks. Hey, mom, I'm hungry. They go to the McDonald's, get something to eat. Boom, 12 hop out on the ass. Been following you. We know For what you years. got. And she had the shit in the car. So we now we see the receipts. We got all the paper, everything we need to lock your ass up. We got and she was just like, why y'all just didn't lock me up when y'all saw me do the first one? Nah, we wanted to build a case. We wanted to build a case. We want you to get comfortable. We want it you to ain't no like fun in, in getting you the first time. We want you to think that even even escaping, like, you could be doing it. Who's to say that they, it, you know, remove themselves from it? Because, you know, that's the American way. I don't care what nobody say. That's the American way yeah. is to do something that's technically illegal. I'm not saying that, oh, it got to be selling dope. But if to do something that everybody else ain't doing, I mean, <laughs> selling lemonade on the corner without a permit is illegal, right? But I've been selling lemonade every summer for the past five <laughs> summers. Now I done saved up enough money to get a lemonade truck to legitly do my business. Right. But now does that mean that you've been watching me for five years and you finna hit me with a case like, nigga, we saw you selling these lemonades for five years without this permit? Because technically, you could do that, right? It's just, it's, it's, it's just bullshit. Like it's just. It's, it's all bullshit. about control. Yeah. It's yeah. all about control. Yeah. That's it. It's like, oh, you doing that? Okay, let's figure out how we can control it. Organized crime is not unique to black people. And the fact that it always comes down to us, it's like, I know there's organized Hispanic gangs. We know there's organized Chinese There's organized gangs. everything. There's organized absolute everything. The mafia, but the mob. Because, this is going back to what I said earlier, there's always going to be sympathy and empathy because at the end of the day, I don't know if you here because you black or you here because of crimes that you committed. I mean, do we get a trap wife show? Like how we got mob wives? Right. Like, like it's like, you know, you, you never, never know. And yeah. it's like, how were they mob wives and they have a show? Shouldn't they be arrested right now? Like, And one of them put around and got arrested. Right. Like I'm show, like, how, like, how you does this indict make- yourself because you're doing some bullshit. Like, like, how does this make sense? So you were a part of the mob, but you now have a show talking about how you were a part of the mob. But My, you're my favorite one is the cartel crew. Like, you ever seen that show, the cartel yes, like crew? Like, like, like all their dads were legit in the cartels and some of them were still locked up. A couple of the guys are like reformed, got out of jail, and now they're felons, but they're opening dispensaries and got million dollar mansions. It's like that would never happen for a black person because their objective is to demolish all of that. When you watch American Gangster, when you watch all these black stories of these mm-hmm. black drug dealers that found a way, no, Shout they out took to Big Meech. They took all of that. Mm-hmm. BMF. They all took that. all of it. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they didn't, it wasn't about the crime they committed. It was about the color of their skin. So there's always going to be sympathy. 
empathy. Really so yes, it is free look young thug. It is free gun. It is free the entire 28. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's free all the 28 because if you're not going to arrest the 28 plus officers that have killed people right here in the sit in in your city mm -hmm. that you're trying to crack down on crime on, what are we talking about? Yeah. And I'm not saying what they did wasn't wrong, but if we're going to talk about crime, let's talk about it in it in a complete Incomplacency. That's not a word, but I'm just saying. What? <laughs> Incompl incomplacency. Let's talk about. Crime. I mean, but I hate crackdown on crime. Like crackdown on crime always sounds like y'all need more money for the economy to get these. If I'm a teenager, if I'm 14, 15, 16, and I can't get a job at the bowling alley, the McDonald's, or wherever, and who, who, whatever the big homie in the hood comes to me and says, I can give you a couple hundred. Just to do a little something for me, real quick. What you, what option are you giving me when I can't sell water in the streets? When I, when they're, so when they're, and that's what I was saying. Uh, I don't know who I was saying that to or what I was talking about, but they were saying like, why do you think crime is so high? And I was saying because there's a lack of opportunity. So if you don't have the opportunity to make money, or if you don't have the opportunity to better your family or feed your family, you're ultimately going to resort to selling dope. You're ultimately going to resort to the things that they say is illegal for whatever reason. Who knows why they say it's illegal because they making money off of it too, but it's only illegal because I'm doing it. So <laughs> it's like, okay, what opportunity is there if I did make a mistake, I did go to jail, now I'm a quote unquote felon or a criminal, so I can't get a job and I can't vote and I can't do all these things that further um, elevate my status in society and I don't have the social capital because I am black so I can only have these certain opportunities but with these certain opportunities I can't feed my family I can't get a mortgage I can't get credit I can't get out of the system I can't get off food stamps I can't get off welfare I can't get off dental and I can't get off everything that the government provides so I'm stuck in this box what opportunity is there but then you have these black leaders in black positions of power that are powerless and the only power they have is convicting and, and executing and um, arresting people that look like them for committing crimes that their counterparts commit. <laughs> Again, what are we talking about? So if we're not going to talk about cracking down on crime in its complacency, <laughs> in its entirety, then what, again, are we talking about? I mean, you know, it has, has to be some type of balance. But there's no balance, though. Nah, ba well, there's no balance because you're not about to tell me that Brian Kemp ain't committed no crimes. Well, the, the, well, I'm gonna segue to this thing because balance is coming, but I want to talk about it. But I don't think you, I don't, I don't think you heard it. I don't know if you heard it. I did hear it. He fucked him up. He you fucked saw, him you up. saw it too. I saw it. Okay. Who's okay. conscious today, y'all? She is just cool. Right, right. Okay, so if y'all don't know what that was, Kendrick Lamar dropped a little something, a little snippet. Apparently, he has an album coming out. If y'all don't know what this is, why y'all listening to this podcast? Yeah, right. Because this is the epitome of cool and conscious. Like when I say this is the epitome of cool and conscious, this was my face. As I'm like watching the video, I'm just, my face is like, what was it? Was it morphing into? What, what is your face morphing to? Jada then morphed into who? Maya, Angelou then morphed into who? 
Oprah and morphed into who? Like my face was <laughs> twisted. My face was when I say my face was twisted. My I couldn't even. I had to look in the mirror at my face after I finished. I was like, dang, that's what I looked like after watching that? Because I don't know what I expected, but it just wasn't that. Like, And then I went and watched, and I never do this. I went on YouTube and watched like the hidden messages. And <laughs> the breakdowns. The, the, <laughs> I watched like four different breakdowns, and I was like, how high was Kendrick Lamar? Well, because there's just no way that he wrote this like sober. Well, first I was like, how y'all niggas get these breakdowns so quick? Like, the thank you. Was out. Because it came out a day <laughs> ago. And literally, so yesterday I watched it. It came out a day ago yeah. when I watched it. But they had so many breakdowns. And I'm like, how did y'all get it? just came out. And it already has 15 million views. How did, how? Just Yeah, it's at, it's at uh, 17.8 now. Still trending number one. <laughs> like, honestly, it just made me happy. Because I was like, you know what? A part of that just restored faith in humanity. Because for you to have 14 million views in one day. Because mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar is not cool. I don't care what nobody say. Kendrick Lamar is not cool. He is hardcore conscious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he 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 can be cool and put cool on. Right. But, like, nobody... It's crazy. He not talking yeah, about fucking cool. bitches. Yeah. He not. You don't never hear Kendrick Lamar talk about something. I just fuck this bitch. Yeah, and he don't have that many like. He has a lot of deep speeches, but not like the whole uh, uh, bravado flow. You know, bra- like, braggadocious flow. Right. You like know? I'm like he brags, but he brags on his consciousness. Yeah. Like he brags on like who he is and where he comes from. And then he brings and, it right back. Like I'm bragging because I know I'm the best it, rapper, but. Can I rap about killing and still yes. be the best? Like, like it's like he's not cool at all, mm-hmm. but his consciousness is what makes him cool. Yeah, for and sure. so just to see like, dang, in one day you got 14 million views on your video. We don't even know how many people just heard the song. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That didn't go watch the video. So it's like, that's just amazing to me. And it's And it's the other side of... You know, this man hadn't dropped nothing in five years. And again, that's what, like, I'm just like, the consciousness, it just doesn't stop, which makes him so cool. Because it's like, damn, you ain't said a word. You do not hear from Kendrick Lamar. He don't be out. I ain't never seen him in no blog. I ain't never seen him on the shade room. Never. Like, he does not get the extra publicity that artists get. You get what I'm saying? Like He stays hidden. The, The most he does is like when he... Will pop out the hole like a groundhog on a feature, right? He'll pop out the hole and drop like a, you know, statement to let you know what I've been doing. Right, like you don't know what his family looked like. Like you know nothing about Kendrick Lamar. Mm -hmm. To be completely honest, he could be like the guy Beyonce because you don't know shit about Beyonce. You know what? You're right. You don't. We think we know about Beyonce. We don't know nothing about Beyonce. Out of him, you know, the three-headed monster of him, Cole, and Drake. I feel like him and Cole are like the most exclusive, reclusive. And Cole is out there more than Kendrick. And then Drake and Cole is Cole not popular. even out there. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. I'm like, Cole is out there more than Kendrick and Cole not even out there for real. And with, and with, <laughs> and with Cole to me, this side note, Cole, because to me, Cole, it, it was Cole, Kendrick, and Drake. Cole tried to follow Drake a little bit at first and be out there. 
But he saw Kendrick like, oh, you can still be cool mm-hmm. or be conscious. And, you know what? Let me go back over here because it mm-hmm. is changing. And then because of his fan base, hell, uh, shout out to J. Cole. He just went diamond mm-hmm. for that No Role Model song. No feature, no song, no video That's- for it. No video, no video for it, and just went diamond. That's crazy, you know, because that's who me, you know, first thing first. It's a piece, Uncle. But, everybody know that it's. But that's so true, though. You yeah. felt every word of that song, so every to, word. So to bring it back to Kendrick, is this man? He sets he sets the tone for the. I remember when Pimp to Pimp a Butterfly came out and the climate we were in five years ago. Hell, five years ago, I had just met Elvis mm. doing Spendify, and they were killing all the black boys in the street and. You know, it, you know that energy. You know, you know what that energy mm. was before Trump came. You know, it was just that. You know, we we gonna be all right. Right. That that was the Literally. quintessential song from that. That was the new age. We shall overcome. For him to, that's when I realized, oh, Kendrick is that nigga. Because when yeah, he no. made, we gonna be all right, and it became the new song. Because at new, all the protests I was at, that's the only time they were singing. We gonna they was playing it. We gonna be all right. Like every protest, that was the protest song. Mm-hmm. We gonna be all right. So and it's it's because it's the new age. We shall overcome. And in Kendrick's just deep. Like that whole, I posted on my IG the other day. Like when I work out, I work out to Kendrick Lamar. Like my playlist. It's stimulating. You're stimulating your body. You need to stimulate your mind. And it, and it goes hand in hand. And it's Kendrick just, is that like yeah. every single time. Every single time. Like, yeah. I had to listen to it, the song, a few times because the if you take the words out and just listen to the instrumental, even though the instrumental is, is a message. The instrumental is sending you a message. Like, just hearing the, the, the underlying tone of the music or the instruments. That, like that Marvin Gaye. It's like that what's going on. Right. Like, it's know? like, it's it's sending an underlying message. I'm telling you. It's so, there's so many different components to that song. Mm-hmm. Even the title. When you watch the video and the first, the words that appear on the screen, him morphing into the different faces of the different people of Kanye and OJ and Kobe and Nipsey and himself, like it's and, like and juicy, like it's smooth, like, yeah, <laughs> like right. Ju- I did not expect that at all, but it made so much sense. And you have so you have all these different black men that are completely different, but suffer the same thing. They suffer the same way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he's telling he's telling five six different stories of different black men, but how they all suffer the same way as a result of the culture. As a, like and what you and what you call the culture, you know what I'm what saying? You Why call the culture? Like he said, you go to jail, somebody fuck your baby moms, but that's culture. That's is that co- like yeah. it's like you lose <laughs> your life for the greater good, and that's culture. That's not culture. That's, not that's culture. it's not. But because we we're victims of our past and how much we've been through, we call it culture to help minimize. The detriments of it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, I'm going to just call it culture. Oh, I'm hurt, but I'm going to just call it culture. That's a part of I'm going to chalk it up to the game. I'm going to take one for the team. Mm-hmm. That's all culture is. I'm going to take one for the team. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to chalk it up to the game. But it's like, at what point do we stop playing the game? Because nobody's winning. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> Literally. And it's like only one side of the culture, right? Because it's like, on the other side of the culture, people are commodifying the culture. People are using the culture to to I mean and like it, like you said at the beginning culture con right 
no shade to it, but it starts off the way it starts off in grassroots. But what happens when it morphs? Mm-hmm. And what happens when the culture starts becoming more than just Atlanta culture? What happens when, like you said, you love how we're promoting smaller black businesses. But what happens when the culture does come in and you have to have the slutty vegans and the guys? And you have to have the bigger business. And I can't and get to the smaller businesses. I even businesses. asked that because the one critique that I did have, I was like, okay, well, I've been to other conferences and there was a little more crowd engagement. The crowd was able to ask the people on the stage questions. Like, mm-hmm. They're able to line up and ask questions, and they were like, "Well, you know, due to our sponsors, we weren't really able to like in- include the crowd. We weren't really able to because we couldn't screen the questions." And I'm like, "But that's what makes the memories in the moments, the questions. Like exactly. that's, that's culture. That's that's, that's if we gonna talk about culture, that's what you know. The crowd is here because y'all wouldn't be here without the crowd. It, it's it's not screening. Culture is." George Bush don't it's, care about black people. Exactly. I don't need so, y'all screening me. Is that, if we're talking about culture, let's talk about it and mm-hmm. let's in, include the culture. Let's not direct it and, and try to change it and silence it because we have these sponsors putting in all this money. No, let's talk about it. Or let's not let's not commodify it. Let's not call it culture con if the culture can be evolved because we have sponsors who are not a part of, of the, the culture. culture and they don't understand the culture. And so... That's another reason why I'm like, you know what? I don't know how I'm putting it out there into the world. God, I need you to make it happen. I want to do a questions with Cree at CultureCon because there's no reason why there were no questions asked because I had questions. Mm -hmm. But there was no questions asked. Not one question was able to be asked. And it's like, at what point are we going to move past it being just culture when we're hurting? Mm-hmm. It being just culture when I'm a single mom. It being just culture when Young Thug gets arrested for racketeering. When I'm sure it's the same white people in 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 uh, uh, city hall doing the same shit. We just don't know about it, mm-hmm. but we call it culture. That's a part of the culture. You getting arrested, your baby mama getting killed. That's a part of the culture. And it's like, okay, well, when are we gonna start asking those questions as to how we can truly? shift the culture, change the culture, and preserve the culture so when we do have kids and grandkids and great-grandkids, they can benefit from it. Let me ask you this. When they say for the culture, what do you, what do you think that is? I feel like that's a sacrifice. <laughs> like, for like, Or when you do something for the culture, like, you know, when they say, oh, this is for the culture, what, what do you hear when you say, or when you say it, what does it mean to you for the culture? Well, personally, I don't say it. Okay. And I don't do it. So I'm not doing anything for the culture because culture is got too many definitions. Mm. So when you hear it, what it, what it like, cause you know, there's some, when things. I hear it, I feel like it's a sacrifice. You were make mm, you were sacri- okay. It's a, it's sacrificial. I'm doing it for the culture. Culture is cool. Culture isn't conscious. Mm, not that. So it's like, oh, I'm going to do it for the culture. And you know what? I take that back. Sometimes I do do it for the culture. A lot of times I do because I understand that how I present myself, the car that I drive, the shoes that I wear, that's for the culture. Absolutely, 100%. So I know for a fact that if I wear these Ben and Jerry's or if I wear these Balenciagas, you're going to think that I fit more into the culture despite my ability to be super conscious. And I know I can get your attention and you'll think that I'm cool if I have on a certain shoe 
or if I wear a certain shirt or if I have on a certain watch or if I have my hair a certain way, you'll say, oh, hey, she's cool enough. Let me see what she's about. But then I'm able to keep your attention by my consciousness. So I feel like it's still a game. It's still a sacrifice because I personally don't give a damn what kind of shoes I have on, but I know the demographic that I'm targeting, they do. And so at that point, I'm making a sacrifice to do it for the culture so I can get the culture's attention. See, I, I like that. And, and the reason why I asked that is because as soon as I hear, you know, I, I, I get very deep with thinking about shit. So when I heard Kendrick Lamar say it, it made me go back to the original verse when Jay-Z said it. And that's what made me think about doing it for the culture because I think like you said, I love how you said doing it for the culture is a sacrifice because it wasn't originally the culture. Mm-hmm. It was my culture. Right. And just like what black people normally do, we open shit up for everybody. So now I do it for my culture. Like Hove was saying, what did he say? I do this for my culture to know, to let them know what a nigga look like when a nigga in a roaster, show them how to move, help show them how to move in a room full of vultures Industry is shady and needs to be taken over. Mm-hmm. When I used to hear that shit, I used to be like, oh, yeah, he's showing me, our people, black people, they did us wrong. This industry's fucked up. You saw Jay-Z do some shit. You're like, you know what? We can do it that way. We can do it our own. We could do it a Rockefeller way. But then it got commodified from my culture, doing it from my culture to, to, the, culture. to the culture. And then once you say the culture. Now we're talking about like, everybody. Oh, well, we're, and we're talking about anybody who. Uh, well, except black too. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. So now I'm seeing white people trying to host a Juneteenth celebration. I know you saw that clip. They canceled mm. it now, but it was because you're just doing it for the culture. Or you or, got kids like Kid. Le- you got artists like Kid Leroy. Now you may not know who Kid Leroy is, but I was listening to him, and I could have swore it was a black guy. Go to I, I I've heard I've seen the name before, but I thought go it was a little, to he's not a Kid black. Leroy. He has a song with NBA YoungBoy. Um, it's called, um, it's called, um, dang, I was just listening to it the other day. Oh, here it is. It's called Tragic. It's called Tragic. Play that song. Play that song. He's a white boy. Play the song. Tragic. Tragic. Kid Leroy featuring Youngboy. It popped right up too. Yeah, I bet. It's a great song. (laughs) Bro, I did not know he was white. <laughs> I dead ass when people get in my car, I'll play that song and they be like, oh, who is this? I'm like, this little white boy. Mouth just dropped. Just how your face just looked, that's how they face look. Well, because I've seen the name before. I heard the song because my son be playing young shit. But... I didn't even think uh, white to look boy. him up. And he's not even like a white black boy. He's a straight white yeah, boy. Yeah, he's like Jack Harlow. Straight white boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I still don't really know how I feel about Jack Harlow either. But we talk about Kid Leroy. You, you changed your mind when you saw him getting lifted up in the mud. But yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I didn't see that. But uh, the, this new song he got with the like, the new song that with the Fergie sample. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm just like, I'm over it. Like, I'm over you. I'm over white people sounding black. I don't know how I feel about this kid, Leroy. Thank you. <laughs> go listen boy. to 
No, no, nah, nah, look at this picture though. He looked like a white devil. No, I know. <laughs> I I am a fan of Kid Leroy, so I follow all of his shit. Oh but at God. the same time, it gets on my nerves because I'm like, like you going back to what you said. Open a culture up to everything. I hate on on Instagram or just social media when they're like, "Oh, they invited to the cookout." In my head, I always be like, "No, they not. No, they not. No, they not. They can't come to the fucking well, cookout. It, Stop inviting people to the fucking cookout because they don't need to come." Well, that was the other part too, right? Once you start doing it for the culture, now you just being black, right? No, allows it's like, you to, no. nah, nah, no. bro. Because because see, sometimes you have to let white folks know. Hold on, this black person don't even have an invite to the cookout. So he can invite you to the cookout. Right. Like, what? How are white people invited other white people to the cookout? You are barely invited. I'm talking about the black people that's not invited. You invited, but you on the sidewalk. Right. Like, no, Stacey Dash, you not invited to the cookout. So you can't invite invite nobody else to the cookout. Oh, you can invite them to y'all's cookout. That other cookout. We don't want no motherfucking potato salad with raisins in it and shit. And and then this, like I said, that, that for the culture term is always... I really feel like that's what what Kendrick is going to be tackling and addressing this album because, you know, I feel like Damn was his, I feel like Damn was his like popular album, but it wasn't to Pimple Butterfly. It wasn't like groundbreaking. Damn was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like he's going back in his conscious bag because you always, you got to teeter that line. And I agree. And I'm like, that's the whole reason for the podcast. We're learning how to teeter that line you know you cool you conscious sometimes you both but you always have to pick a side and that's why i pick a side every episode every pot of soul mm-hmm. just because that's about it's life you can't be black and white you either gotta choose or i'm gonna be white or i'm gonna be black like I, despite what people see on the outside it's about what's on the inside and the inside i'm gonna be pretend to be white you know what i'm saying on the inside i'm pretend to be black well, how how does your generation tackle that though? Like, because you know when we talk about stuff, there's like an age gap, right? So when I hear you describe things, I'm like, well, is this what all young people like? Like you said, Kendrick's not cool, but do you believe that Kendrick is cool enough to start changing? Because you know when Kendrick dropped, everybody's mind starts changing. You get a bunch mm-hmm. of Afro realism. Right. Do you see that happening again with this release? I feel like it's ine- it's inevitably going to happen mm. just because we in the, the land of culture. So it's like when Juneteenth became popular, everybody wanted to free the slaves. Everybody wanted to know their history. Everybody wanted to host a Juneteenth celebration party. Like that was like a thing. Yeah. Everybody wanted to be Afrocentric and that was, you know, so. Or uh, Black Panther. Right. Me. Like, like you would have so, thought that was Juneteenth. Right. Itself. So I'm like, <laughs> with Kendrick dropping this album in such a pivotal time in history, considering everything that's going on, because he could have dropped it when George Floyd died. You know what I'm saying? Like, he could have dropped it these past two years because I feel like we needed it. But he's dropping it now that everything didn't calm down. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So not everything then calmed down and the cycle has repeated itself and people aren't as enraged as they are and being Black Lives Matter isn't super cool now. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of died down. Here come Kendrick Lamar reminding us like, okay, so people are definitely going to jump on the bandwagon. They're definitely going to be, oh, let me let me do research. Let me go and hashtag this. and I mean, hey, I, let I, me go be cool in my consciousness. You know, like. I, I fucking love Kendrick, bro. Like, I mean, and don't get me wrong. Future, it, he he's, to me, he's the balance. I didn't balance. like his album. Well, it's, it's a balance to me. Like, 
I I low key fuck with Future as much as I fuck with Kendrick, mm-hmm. and the reason why is because I do feel like it's a balance, and I feel like listening to both brothers, I hear both sides. I hear the turn up, but I also hear the pain in his turn up. But that I, that is ultimately why Kendrick is so like just pivotal mm-hmm. because he's telling all sides. Mm-hmm. And so when you have the ability to tell all sides of a story, because even if it's two people involved, so say for instance, you and I are involved in something. It's still three sides. Mm-hmm. It's your side, it's my side, and it's the truth. What actually happened, yeah. But who has the ability to put their emotions aside and their feelings aside until all three sides. So you have this artist that is so conscious that he can tell you the side, OJ Simpson's side. He can tell you Kobe Bryant's side, who is an athlete. He can tell you Juicy A. Smollett, whatever the fuck his name Juicy is. Juicy Smollett. You, he can tell you his side of a gay black man, all of what Kendrick Lamar is not. He can tell you Will Smith's side, who is an actor. He's telling all these sides of a story. That he ultimately relates to because he is still a black man. Like Jay-Z said, still nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like Like, you said at the beginning of the video, I am all of us. I am. Period. All of us. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it don't, it don't matter how much money we get. We still are are teetering this line of cool and consciousness. Mm -hmm. And the more we choose to do it for the culture, the more we choose to be cool, the more is inevitably inevitably going to set us back because the culture ain't never did shit for us. To be completely honest, the culture has controlled us. Yeah. But what has the culture really, really and truly done for us besides invite other people in it to dilute it and take it and steal it and profit off of it? Damn. Child, I'm tired. I got a headache. But I feel like this is great. I feel like this was this is great. I'm so happy that I'm back. I know the last episode I told y'all I had left for a little minute just because, you know, I'm saying I was I was um distracted. <laughs> but I am back. I'm better than ever. I am focused. I am super excited. I do want to put out there that I also want to work with Essence Fest. So if you know somebody that knows somebody that has a plug at Essence Fest, please reach out to me. Um, Because I want to work there. I want to do a question with Cree there. But aside from that, this was the Cool and Conscious Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in again, 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 week after week after week. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend, okay? This is a a Black-owned, Black-run podcast uh, media company just Eldridge Media. Follow them at Just Eldridge. Follow me at Cool and Conscious. And follow me personally at Questions with Cree. And we'll see you next week. Ah! <laughs> Bye.